So we'll continue today with our discussion about the, the nature of samadhi, the nature of uh, our objective in meditation, uh, as reported by Patanjali in his Yoga Sutras. And so last time we talked about uh, how to create tranquility in the mind. So remember, our our objective here is to allow the fluctuations in the in the field of awareness, the chitta, to allow this to um, to become pacified, to become quiet, so that these fluctuations, the thoughts, memories, um, anticipations, emotions, so all these things subside, become very quiet, and allow us to rest in this experience of pure awareness, of existence being. So this is this is our objective in meditation. So we begin by relaxing the body, allowing the mind to come to, to become quieter, uh, watching the breath, uh, doing whatever we can to begin this process of introspection, where we begin to turn the attention within, more deeply within. And in the process, then um, we notice that what what bubbles up in the mind, the fluctuations in this field of awareness tend to be those things that are kind of unfinished business, unsettled. Um, so memories of the past, anticipation, expectation about the future, thoughts and ideas about what we're doing when we come to sit. Are we doing it right? Uh, you know, are we making progress? All these considerations come up. Um, or can come up, they don't always, but uh, so these things are these fluctuations that disturb the mind. And so in order to create tranquility, that is to allow the mind to really become quiet and not quite so agitated, we engage in these, in these uh, practices and become aware of the things we talked about in our last meeting. And then once the mind becomes quiet, calm, tranquil, then we have the ability to continue with our process of interiorization and move into this next stage, which is called samadhi. And samadhi is the bringing together of the attention and awareness with an object. So we choose some object and we allow the, the mind and the and the chitta, the field of awareness, we allow, allow this to become uh, so engrossed with this object that everything else uh, is disregarded. Everything else passes, uh, uh, falls away to the side. And so this total engrossment with no distraction is called samadhi. So we, we concentrate, we choose our object of attention, and then we flow the attention to this and we flow the attention to this. And if the mind becomes restless, if thoughts bubble up, we disregard them. We bring the attention back again and again and again to this object until we're able to keep our, our awareness flowing uh, continuously to this single object. And when this happens, when there's no longer fluctuations in the mental field and in, in the field of awareness, when this happens, we say, this is samadhi, and this samadhi unfolds in a progression. So 
uh, it's not like we we finally get to the place where we flip the switch and we move from normal waking consciousness into this samadhi state, but rather it's a transition. It's a gradual transition and a change in states of consciousness. And so we can be uh, we can learn about what the nature of these uh, of these transformations of this adjustment in consciousness and move through these levels of samadhi to deeper and deeper uh, awareness of our true nature. And again, it's always useful for us to remember at the beginning that we are not attempting to become something new. We're not attempting to add something to our nature, to our structure, um, to our being, but rather we are removing obstacles, the things that stand in the way that obscure this experience of beingness. So as we remove obstacles, the self, the soul nature begins to shine of its own accord. And so all we're doing here is, is practicing uh, methods, techniques to be able to remove obstacles and allow ourselves to awaken, really wake up, just like waking up from a dream, wake up to this experience of being of our true nature. And so, uh, so toward the end of this first chapter, Patanjali is talking about samadhi in this in this whole chapter. And in the beginning, he says um, that yoga, chitta vritti nirodha. So yoga, which is also like samadhi, bringing together attention and awareness with this with our essence of being. Um, this results in the self being existing within the self. And so he says, and then he goes on and says that as soon as there's a fluctuation in the mental field and the field of awareness, that the self tends to identify with the fluctuations, becomes identified with what's happening. And so, so we lose this awareness of being. So now at the end of this chapter on Samadhi, he goes and begins to describe the layers or the, or the, the progression of what happens as we move into this more concentrated, focused attention. And so, so he says that um, when the mind becomes tranquil, as we talked about yesterday, then the mind becomes like a crystal, like a clear crystal, which reflects whatever objects are brought near it. So if we have a clear crystal and we hold it next to a red rose, the crystal reflects the redness of the rose. And in the same way, the mind reflects whatever object, whatever it is that we're bringing uh, close together with the mental field. <clears throat> and so, so in our focused attention on an object, we have uh, sort of a blending of three different aspects. We have the observer of the object, that is the this uh, sense that I am observing this. We have the process of observation. So depending on what it is that we're observing, we if we're looking at the rose, then we'll be then we have a uh, perception that goes through the visual pathway, and then we have the object itself. So there's actually three different. Uh, dimensions, three different aspects of the contemplation of this object, of this rose. So there is, there is the observer, and I, as the observer, I am noticing 
what's happening and the the process of perceiving and I can be noticing how that works and what's happening as far as my you know appreciation and apprehension of what I'm looking at and then there's the actual object itself and so in the beginning these three things tend to be sort of blended together but as we sit with our object as we sit and uh, continue to flow the attention then we begin to notice the distinction between these different characteristics or attributes of attention. So, so we maybe become more sensitive to this more subtle level of uh, I am perceiving this or this is being experienced, you know, this object, or what is the nature? How is it that I perceive? How is it that I experience? And so we can, we can have more of these more subtle levels of uh, perception with respect to the object that we're holding in front of our field of awareness that we're focusing on. And, and he goes on to say that there is uh, uh, this kind of beginning basic level of samadhi is called sabitarka and tarka, the Sanskrit Tarka indicates a word, a name. And so Sabitarka is this samadhi, this focused attention on an object with the name. So, so for example, in our example of the, of the, the uh, using the rose as our object of attention, we have the word rose, which is the name of the thing. It's a symbol that indicates the rose. The word rose has no color. It has no fragrance. It is a symbol. It just stands in place. It's a placeholder which directs our awareness to this object, this thing that is rose. So we have the word and then we have the concept, the ideas that go along with that word. So when we say rose, we think a uh, beautiful blossom. We think uh, possibly we use a rose on our altar for worship. Um, the flower of our devotion can be represented as a rose. And so we can have many concepts, many ideas about this word, this rose, which are all related and sort of intermingled. And then we also have the object itself, the actual blossom, the flower. And so so in the contemplation of rose in this um, sabitarka uh, form of samadhi, we have blended together the word, the name, the concept associated with it, and the object itself. So these together are this uh, kind of initial beginning level, beginning stage of samadhi. So we can be completely engrossed, completely obsessed with the rose, but also have this blending of the name itself, the concepts, rose, rose have, roses have thorns and leaves and, you know, they come in different colors and fragrances. All these ideas, um, concepts, which are not the thing, they are, uh, there are concepts about the thing and then there's the thing itself. So, so this is the beginning sort of of our uh, unfolding of this samadhi experience so so we talk about the the name of the thing we talk about what it's uh, uh pointing at 
the impressions that it creates in the mind and the actual thing itself. So this is this uh, Savitarka. And then when our memory becomes more purified, and that is when our, and when our consciousness, our field of awareness becomes more purified, then we release, we let go of the name and the concepts that go along with the name. So instead of having the name Rose and all the ideas and things that we know about roses and have thought about roses, instead we hold just the object in our awareness. And there's no longer a fluctuation. There's no longer a memory. There's no longer a reflection of something that's coming from inside of our field of awareness, but there is just being with the object. And so it's sort of like the object and the observer, uh, we as the observer, blend. They, they come into one space, one experience, and there's no longer the subject and the object. There is only this experience of the object itself. So, so this is nirbitarka. This is, this is a samadhi without the word, without the concept. And so here we can rest in this experience of the being of this uh, object without the ideas and concepts and the, and the things that, conti that continue to be uh, lower level fluctuations in our field of awareness. So this is, this is a stage, another step that we come to. And in, in, in any, any individual session, when we sit down to meditate, we may find ourselves going through these stages. So we begin by uh, creating uh, an environment, a, a conditions that allow our mind to become tranquil. And as we said yesterday, you know, we, we can use pranayama, we can use the contemplation, several things that we can do in order to help calm the mind and the, and the field of awareness. And then we choose this object and we really begin to uh, keep our attention focused, obsessed with, completely engrossed in this object to the exclusion of all else. We just disregard everything in the background, everything that bubbles up uh, is no longer relevant. And so we, so we uh, keep our attention completely flowing to our object. No longer relevant. Relevant. Levent is the Latin word, which means to to raise up, like levitate. So what is relevant is that which pops up, is what stands out. And so, so everything now is is um, irrelevant except this one object, this one thing that we're flowing attention, flowing attention. And if we find that we're distracted, if thoughts start to pop back up, then we disregard them and bring the attention back again and again and again until we're able to just maintain this steady flow of awareness, steady flow of attention on our object. And then again, in the beginning, this may include the name and the concepts that are associated with it in blended together with the object. But as we sit with it and we continue this contemplation and flowing attention, eventually these the name and the ideas, all these forms, they all fall away. And then we are resting in oneness, in samadhi, in connection with this object. And so this is the, the nirbitarka, that is the, the 
the contemplation without the name, without the sound. It's also without the concept. So the concepts, the ideas about this, and concepts are vikalpa. The Sanskrit word for concept is vikalpa. So remember back in the earlier part of this uh, chapter, we had uh, an explanation of what you know, what is the nature of these fluctuations? What is, you know, what are the characteristics of the the vikalpas, the fluctuations that are happening in the field of awareness? And the first one was knowledge. So we have knowledge, and the knowledge comes from direct experience, direct perception. We walk out the door and we look at the rows, and there it is. And so we've had this personal experience. We have knowledge from our perception of the rose. And then another form of knowledge is inference. And so we see, uh, we see possibly, uh, you know, we, we see the rose, we see the bush and we know that there will be a rose blossoming on this bush. We can infer the rose from the bush with the thorns and the, you know, the kinds of leaves and the shape. And so we know this is a rose. And so that by inference, we can, know something and then we can also have um, information that which is reported to us by uh, wiser or informed or trusted uh, sources and so we get information about this so we can we can have information about what the nature of a rose is and how it grows and what it looks like and in all these details so these are the ways of valid knowledge, which are part of the fluctuations in the field of awareness. And then there is delusion. That is where we completely miss the point and we, we, we superimpose uh, something, superimpose an illusional idea or sense on reality. And so we're, we're literally not seeing things as they are. We are deluded. Um, <clears throat> And the third one is vikalpa, is imagining concepts. So we can have imaginings, concepts about things that aren't real, that don't exist. So we can imagine our future. We can make plans for a future and imagine how this will be. And then we can allow ourselves to, to, you know, manifest or move into that. Or we can imagine how, what it's like for other people. Or we can imagine all, imagine all kinds of things. So these concepts, these imaginings, they have no basis in reality. They exist only in the mind and they are vikalpas. And then there is memory. Uh, is the next fluctuation, and then uh, finally sleep. So these are the actual fluctuations that are happening in the field of awareness. So now when we come back to this experience of samadhi, the, the object that we are focusing attention on, our object of meditation, if we have ideas about this, concepts about this, these are vikalpas. And so, so this... Uh, preliminary stage of samadhi with concept is su, that is with suvikalpa samadhi. So that is samadhi still with ideas, with concepts. So there is still activity in the field of awareness. It's not completely purified, com not completely focused, but it is focused enough to eliminate all the rest of the distractions and the fluctuations. So this is a, a stage that we move through. And then continuing on, we move beyond the concepts and the ideas to merging with the object. So that there is, so we no longer 
experience or feel a sense of separation from the object, but rather we are blended and merged with it. And so, uh, as Mr. Davis would tell us, when we contemplate OM, uh, this OM vibration, it has the same characteristics. It has a word, OM, and so we know this word, and word OM is not OM. You see, the word home is a is a an indicator, is a symbol. And then along with this word, we have concepts and ideas. So we know, you know, we've been told the information, the knowledge comes from uh, trusted sources, that Om is an indicator of Ishvara, of ultimate reality, that Om is the sound of the initial vibration of creation, which which is uh, present in and extends fully through all of creation and manifestation. So underlying everything is this own vibration. It is the first vibration. It is the sound of the, uh, in, in our current physical understanding, we could say this is the sound of the vibration of super strings in, in the cosmic foam of time space. You know, so it's so we have concepts, ideas about what this vibration, what this ohm represents, what it is, how it works, and then we have the actual experience of being in ohm, of perceiving and being and allowing ourselves to blend and merge with it. So in the beginning, suvikalpa samadhi, that is, we are. We are uh, thinking of the word Om, and this is blended with our ideas about it, how it works, what it is, what its nature is, and the beginnings of this experience, the sensation within of what Om actually feels like. What is the experience of this? So these are blended together in this Subhikalpa Samadhi. And then as we continue to flow our attention, and we begin to let go of and drop the ideas, the concepts, and really move ourselves more and more into the, the sensation, the experience, the beingness of what this Om is until we merge with it. So instead of listening to it, instead of contemplating it, or instead of listening to it, we allow ourselves to blend, to merge with it, and in the process, we lose this sense of I am having this experience. We lose the sense of separation. We lose the sense of I am, this reflective aspect of awareness, of consciousness. And this comes together, it merges, it blends, and then there is only this Om. There is the I am, there, there is this, this experience of Om, which is the experience of my being. So this is this nirvikalpa samadhi, without concept, it's a pure experience, existence being. And, and so, um, so as we contemplate, as we move into this deeper levels of contemplation, we can uh, be reminded, be aware that, that, that this is what's happening, that the, the name of what we're uh, looking at and the concepts about it and the object itself blend together in the beginning, and then as we pay attention, as we focus, as we flow our attention more and more and more uh, intently and become more identified with this, then these um, superficial ideas about the name and about the concepts, they fall away 
and we come into this merging, this experience, this samadhi, this deeper level of samadhi. So, um, so there is, so at this point, there is no, there's no longer I. And our perception then continues to become more subtle. And when I say subtle, um, all objects, all manifestations, all expressions are the result of subtle forces, subtle energetic forces. Um, in Samkhya philosophy, we see uh, that there are there is this progressive emanation, level after level, as we come into manifestation, and each of our uh, each of the objects that we have are made of gross, dense uh, material aspects, and these are supported by more subtle aspects and by the object, by the by the organs of being able to perceive them. So we have um, more and more subtle levels of perception of the object, so that we move from sort of the gross level into, and it reveals itself, it unfolds itself, and reveals more and more subtle aspects, subtle levels of what it is that we're experiencing. And eventually, as we stay with this, eventually we come to the place where um, we, we have the opportunity for this transcendent experience, this transcendent experience where we move past, we move beyond a subject and object where I am in the midst of this experience. I'm experiencing this, this oneness with ohm, this ohm vibration. And there is a still a more subtle level beyond this nirvikalpa samadhi. And that is this experience of pure existence being. So here there is no longer an object. There is no longer a subject. There is no longer anything that we can even talk about. Because talking about these things are is all conceptual, and the experience is beyond concept. So, so we can move through this progression, and we may find each time we sit that we go through the levels, the stages, from uh, identification with the name and with the concepts and ideas and with the form, and then uh, allowing the, the names and the concepts and the ideas to drop away as we really merge with this and then become deeper and deeper until we're finally in, we've created the environment. We've set the stage to allow this final stage to unfold. And it, it does this by itself. We can't make this happen. But our, <clears throat> our sense of I am, you know, there's, there's this sense of I, which is, part of the discerning, discriminating aspect, the booty, and there is the ego, the ahamkara, the eye maker, which feels separate and distinct and outside. So in this level of the booty, of the intellect, of wisdom, of the sense of I, the, the sense of I am, from this sense here, uh, we are able to notice and discern, discriminate the difference between Samadhi, this experience of pure existence being, and this focused samadhi where we are paying attention. That there is a stage where we are focused on this object, we blend, we merge with Om, for example, we become one with Om vibration. But the, this I, this Buddhi, knows that this is not the ultimate, this is not, we're not finished yet. So we always have this little sense, this little intention in the background. What's beyond this? 
what else is there to experience? And so we continue to be bright and aware and inquisitive and attentive, and we continue to move through deeper and deeper levels of awareness, or maybe not deeper, more and more expanded levels of awareness. Um, when we start to talk about some of these concepts, these ideas, like, for example, infinity or, uh, in, you know, that which is has no beginning and no end. Um, these are concepts that have no, they point to nothing in reality. There is no object that is beginningless. There is no object that is infinite. There, these are ideas and concepts. So we move beyond all these ideas, all these concepts into an experience. And the experience is uh, more profound and deeper and um, more expansive than any of the ideas or concepts we have about it. Once we have the experience, once we move beyond all objects and all concepts, we move into this experience of existence being, then we have this knowledge. We have this, there, it leaves a tracing, a samskara in the field of awareness, which allows us to more easily access this in the future. So we really uh, allow ourselves and, and support ourselves in this transformative experience by repeating it again and again and again. And as we repeat this again and again and again, it becomes uh, fixed. It becomes more dominant, more uh, has more importance in our field of awareness. And because whatever it is that we think about, whatever it is we're paying attention to, we become. And so the more we pay attention to and the more we think about and the more we rest in the experience of our true nature, of our essence, of our soul nature, the more we become attuned and the more we operate from that center. And so, so we, have, uh, we awaken our powers of intuition, our ability to know by knowing, our access to this inner knowledge. And we are able to purify and observe that what's happening is the purification of the mind, the field of awareness, the chitta, the physical body, the emotional nature. All of these things begin to become harmonized, begin to operate very efficiently and no longer create problems, suffering, distractions, uh, and, and remain as obstacles to our experience of being. And so in time, as, as we pay attention in time, we purify all of these various levels, all of these vehicles that we operate through, and we begin to express fully, unlimited, um, as the, as the um, perfect bright uh, soul, as the perfect bright being that we are designed to be. So we become liberated, moksha, full liberation of consciousness. And this is available. We can do this. Um, but it just takes time. It takes intention. We have to, to actually want to do this. This has to be important to us. And as Patanjali says, uh, our progress will be pretty much determined by how important it is. If we, if we give it a little attention and spend a little time, then our progress will be slow. If we're moderate, then our progress will be quicker. And if we're really intense and intentional, then we can make very rapid progress. And in our teaching tradition, our guru lineage, 
uh, everyone has uh, made it important and repeated again and again that if we spend our time, if we put our attention on waking up, if we put our attention on God, if we put our attention on developing this personal relationship with ultimate reality and moving through these layers of mind and, and awareness, purifying the vehicles, if we do this first, all of life becomes better. So this is our objective is to wake up fully. And the quicker we wake up fully, the better able we are to serve, the more pleasant our experience of life will be, and our ability to uh, maintain our awareness and our consciousness as we move through um, incarnation after incarnation uh, or level after level of being, um, that we will always remain bright, conscious, aware, and uh, in, in allowing ourselves to enjoy and to experience life in the way that it's meant to be. So, so this is uh, our samadhi. Be relaxed and calm and centered and grounded and emotionally stable. And don't forget to be joyful. We're so blessed to be here, to be alive, to have this opportunity of a lifetime. And so, uh, you know, we can make the choice to be happy, to be joyful. So I recommend that. And so did Mr. Davis. So until tomorrow or this afternoon, namaste.